This is Dr. Sean McKay, and you're listening to Reinforce Radio. Welcome to episode 13 of Reinforce Radio, a podcast dedicated to our special tactics operators, our combat mission support specialists, and their families. Now, I'm giving you guys another break from listening to me, like you usually have to do, guys. So today I'm joined by Dr. Barb Thompson, operational psychologist for the 724th Special Tactics Group. Hey, Barb, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, no, I appreciate you you uh, giving them a break from having to listen to me. So, um, <laughs> you know, we were talking, um, I got an email from you a couple of weeks ago with one of the newsletters you did, and, and the topic was called How Boring is Exciting?, and it mm-hmm. caught my attention, and I read I read what you wrote, and it was really cool, and it's a really important thing for, I think, these guys who are constantly chasing the dragon to have to remember as they're yeah. going through their career. So I asked you to come on, and you were gracious enough to agree to do that. So um, before we do that, before I let you jump into that, tell me a little bit about you, how you got to the 724th, and kind of what you do there versus – because they know me as the clinical site down here. Mm-hmm. They know what op psychs are, but we don't have one at, at the 17th right now. So how is that a little bit different than a clinical psychs position? And let's kind of go from there. Okay, sure. So uh, by schooling, we all start the same. So right. we all, you know, get our doctorate in either clinical or counseling psychology. And then I ended up going right into the army. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a previous active duty army psychologist. And then okay. the army is really... I did my clinical uh, internship and Mm -hmm. then I got into operational psychology right after that and came, my second duty station was here at Fort Bragg and uh, a couple of the areas that they teach you about in operational psychology training is it's all on the job training really. So you take your clinical background and they just basically form you into a consultant. So a consultant to the warfighter, a consultant to uh, any level of command. Okay. And we consult in a couple of different areas, but the one most widely known is for assessment and selection right. of personnel in high risk uh, jobs. Right. And then, so that is most of what I do at the 724. Obviously I'm not active duty army anymore. Right. I changed over. And so I am loyal to both the army and the air force at least <laughs> right now. Right. Um, and I've been at the 724 for going on about five years now, okay. about four and a half years. Okay. And so right. the bulk of what I do is assessment and selection. Okay. Um, so we are selectively manned. Everyone that works there goes through our process. And then in addition to that, I consult and do, you know, leadership and either personal or professional development. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I'm going to just back away and I'm just going to let you just kind of jump in and start your stuff and and then we'll we'll close at the end and we'll kind of go from there, right? So, um, guys, uh, welcome uh, Dr. Barb Thompson and y'all listen to her as she drops some knowledge bombs on you guys, all right? All right. Well, Thanks again for having me. This idea originally came kind of at the beginning of this year as we think about, you know, it's fun to think about all those new things at the beginning of a new year, like new resolutions, new ideas, new goals and adventures, all of that stuff kind of, I think, swirls around in the minds of many people at the beginning of a year. And why do we do that? It's because 
new is fun and new is exciting. It kind of gives us energy and gives us a feeling of a fresh start, a better path, maybe a better trajectory this year. And ultimately, you know, we're kind of thinking about like a better self or a better life. Um, it's funny, you know, last Christmas, our oldest daughter really wanted a pair of these like very specific Air Force One shoes. I'm sure other parents out there can relate. So my husband searched about five different stores. He hates to shop, by the way, and so do I. But anyway, to find the ones that she wanted in her particular size. So where do you think those shoes are today? Obviously, like they're they're dirty and they're empty, right? So how much does she long for those shoes today, just one year later? I haven't really asked directly, but they certainly don't take up time and conversation like they used to. And this is just a small example of how new, the thought of new kind of seems like it will make us happy and fulfilled, but new never does because new doesn't stay new by definition. So as you're thinking about new, uh, in this new year, let me just throw another word out to ponder. And that word is consistent. So consistent by definition usually means doing something the same way over and over again, which sounds incredibly boring, but, um, you know, and it lacks that kind of adventure and excitement that we get, or even the sense of challenge that we get when we think of something new. I prefer the following definition, however. And it is this, the achievement of a level of performance that does not vary greatly in quality over time. Consistency does a lot of things. It helps us develop routines and it helps us build momentum. You know, getting started is the hardest part, but once we have that momentum, things are easier and easier and easier. It forms habits that become almost second nature. For example, take a few seconds to just think about one of the goals that you have right now. And I'll give you about 10 seconds. So hopefully you've thought of at least one goal that you have in mind right now. And just think about it. It requires consistent effort to push toward that goal. If you're not consistently focused on achieving it, you'll likely fall back into old habits or lose interest. Being consistent is the difference between failure and success for long-term or large goals. You can take the words of the late Jim Rohn, who's an entrepreneur and author, and he said it this way, success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is a natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. Again, it sounds simple, but the magic is really in the consistency, right? Similarly, uh, leadership guru John Maxwell, you've probably heard of him, said small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. So obviously our brains are kind of hardwired for that instant um, satisfaction. And so we're trying to give them that in a little bit different way, right? But your impact and continued success over time, so the ability to say at the end of your life that your time was well spent, really does take a focused and consistent effort towards what is most important to you, your team, and your organization, however you categorize it. Um, you know, many of us are on multiple teams and in at least one other organization, which happens to be our family, right?
keep in mind that not all of our tasks in order to be successful are exciting or engaging at the time. They may even seem boring, useless, unnecessary, awful, unrelated, even cumbersome. So let's just take a step outside of the military culture right now and um, look at the New York City Fire Department. There is a great example that I want to tell you guys about when it comes to this concept. So Battalion Chief John Salka of the New York City Fire Department suggests some interesting solutions in his book. It's entitled First In, Last Out. Okay. So one of the dull parts of a firefighter's life is inspecting buildings for fire code violations. Obviously, most firefighters join the department for the high-risk activities of fighting fires, right? However, inspections and paperwork seem miles from where their enthusiasm lies. I'm sure that you can think about something in your work life right now that compares to this example. But... Um, Chief Salka accompanies his crews on their inspections to encourage them to take this very low-risk activity very seriously. So throughout the inspection, he pulls his crew members aside and asks them how they would approach the building if it were on fire right then. And soon, as he kind of tells in his book, the firefighters are taking the inspection just as seriously as if it were a real fire. After all, the problems they miss in an inspection may come back to burn them if a fire starts. So the people you lead do better in real life situations when you show them the significance of even dull tasks. Or obviously we can point the figure back at ourselves, right? We are going to do better in our real life situations when we tie them to significant meaning, even those dull tasks. And if you want to take it a step further, and I got this idea from Harvard Business Review, it's an article called How to Make Even the Most Mundane Tasks More Motivating. They not only suggest thinking about the, the significance tied to that task, but also taking another step further, rather than just focusing on the greater purpose behind the task, recent research suggests that bucketing the undesired task into a more desirable bucket um, as helpful for creating more motivation for that task. So essentially saying, hey, there's three important buckets of things that need to get done to complete our overall mission successfully and to put some of those mundane tasks in each one of those significant buckets, tie it to other significant tasks. So, okay, at the end of the day, like what are we trying to say here? The moral is don't be resistant to being consistent. Reframe what seems like some mundane tasks. Try to tie it to significance and to other significant tasks. At the end of the day, remember that challenges, even dull ones, right? Like you might think, well, this is boring. It's not a challenge. Okay. If it's frustrating you, it's a challenge, right? If you're having a hard time getting it done or you're not doing it um, in a really excellent way, that's a challenge. It just doesn't look the same as other challenges we face. So challenges, even dull ones, create growth. Where a mediocre person might view the task only at the surface level, do the bare minimum, and move on looking for other things to peg their fun meter, excellence is built with consistently excellent work. 
And that is extremely exciting, don't you think? So in essence, that is how the boring is exciting. And now the next time you come up on a boring task, and a lot of us have those in our everyday work life, hopefully that gives you a few tips to help reframe the task and help get you through it. Um, there's a few other things that I wanted to give you just as far as practical advice. So one is a formula, and then two are just a, a few things to keep in mind as you place these mundane tasks in your work schedule. So the formula is this, small choices plus consistency plus time equal significant results. So again, going back to how our brain really just wants those results right now, reframing that and knowing that significant results are tied to your small choices, but the formula also takes consistency and it takes time, okay? So how do you do this in your everyday life, right? Number one for the practical uh, piece is to plan your work around your internal clock. So this means aligning what requires the most brain power or energy in those parts of the day where you have the most. So for me, I know that that is in the morning, not right first thing in the morning, but about an hour into my day, I have a ton of energy. So that's when I'm going to plan to do some of those mundane tasks that I just that just take a lot of effort for me. I also try to plan out the schedule for the week. So if I know that some of these mundane tasks are coming up, I'm going to write them down and I put a box next to them. And guess what does feel good is putting a check mark in that box kind of hits hits that uh, dopamine uh, in our brain and helps give us a little boost of energy. So even though the task itself is boring, we feel really good about completing it when we are able to make that X on our piece of paper or put that check in the box. Number three, develop rituals for doing different kinds of work. So this might mean doing it in a particular environment or workspace at or, or at a particular time of the day, but just develop some consistency about when you do the, I guess, the work you look forward to the least, all right? Um, and then last but not least is going back to the idea of building momentum. So you've heard it said before, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. So it's really just starting the task that's hardest. So keep momentum in mind when you have that boring and mundane task on your schedule for the week know that once you get started, starting is the hardest part and you've already completed the hardest part. Momentum will take take hold after that. And I know that the, I said that was the last thing, but just keep in mind that once you hit the end of that boring task, you do get that hit of dopamine in your brain. It's really rewarding to complete it and to know that you are making a process or a product or even yourself better in just a little way every day. Um, once you complete it, you can even go just beyond what your expectations were for the task or just beyond others' expectations because you get that boost from completing it. So that's it. I hope you guys really enjoyed this concept and I can't wait to come back and talk with you about some other things. Thanks so much for joining me here today, Barb. I really appreciate it. It 
it just means so much when we can bring subject matter experts in from other organizations and domains. Um, we're always trying to boost resilience for these guys and their families. And you know it's super hard to do that. Uh, it's hard in this COVID era where everybody's separated. Um, it's hard down here at the 17th because we are literally separated from coast to Definitely. coast the way we do things. So anytime I can get information out to these guys from someone else besides me, uh, that they might listen to that helps them stay in the fight. That's what we want. So, um, again, uh, thank you. And from now on, you have an open invitation. If you have anything you want to talk about and you want to throw it out there <laughs> as a podcast, shoot me an email and you can definitely have a slot. So I'll put you up on the soapbox and you can go from there. Okay. So awesome. again, thank you. And we always appreciate the support we can get from anybody. Thank you for having me. All right. So I want to thank Barb again for joining us and, uh, it's always good to get information from other sources and other points of view. And guys, I think it's great that she reminded you that in the middle of your career, constantly chasing the dragon and trying to catch it by the tail, that sometimes it's about the consistency in life. And I think that kind of a lesson is really going to pay off for you, not only throughout your career, but especially after your career is over with your family and your life after special operations. So keep that stuff in mind, and if you guys have any kind of questions for me or for Barb, just let me know, and I'll hook you up with her, or you and I can sit and chat about it, all right? So our goal is always just to keep you guys healthy and in the fight. So this is Dr. Sean McKay, and you've been listening to Reinforced Radio.